Hello, my loves, and welcome to a new episode of Thursday Thyroid Talks. The one and only Stephanie Nelson is going to be with us today, a.k.a. Anxiety Demolisher. I just made up that nickname yesterday, and we loved it. We loved it. Hello, Sarah. Thank you for being here, darling. Sorry, we're running a little late. Both of us kind of had some things come up this morning, but we're here now and we're ready to talk about all things anxiety. What is anxiety from? How do you deal with it? And all of some quick ins and outs of anxiety, nervousness, worry, fear, you know, panic attacks. So thank you for being here, either live or on the replay. I just want you guys to know how much I cherish my podcast for multiple reasons. I started this podcast because I was divinely messaged (laughs) um, and told that I needed to have a podcast to be able to bring women on in order to share their stories with one another within the thyroid community in order to combat feelings of isolation, loneliness, confusion, and more. And over the years, as I've continued to do these episodes and I've had thyroid warriors come on and share their experiences, the feedback has been absolutely 100% correct to what my divine inspiration guided me to start in this podcast on in the first place. And I just want you to know that episodes, I believe it's one through 12, they are pretty much all thyroid warriors that have shared their stories. There's every story you could imagine so far from hyperthyroidism to um, I, you know, the, the bulging eyes and uh, the weight struggles, the the depression, um, the thyroidectomies, uh, the, you know, all of us have a unique story and a u- unique journey that we've been through. So if you guys haven't already, I encourage you to go back to those episodes and listen to what these thyroid warriors shared, because you never know. It may be something similar to what you're going through. And, I have had many women reach out to me and say, oh my gosh, listening to someone else's story made me cry. I didn't know other people were out there dealing with this just like I am. And it just warms my heart. It warms my heart to be that middleman, to be able to connect people together and edify. I honestly call it like the sisterhood medicine, bring that sisterhood medicine into each other's lives. And... On that note, I wanted to just drop a couple of things that are coming. If you haven't been following me for long, or if you're not on my email list, um, I am in the middle of doing like a full rebrand, full revamp of my programs, like everything. And it's just so exciting. I'm working with a incredible uh, business manager and we are just making some amazing changes. And one of the changes that I've had on my heart for a long time is I wanted to, I wanted to increase my community, um, networking and really be able to edify the sisterhood medicine. Oh, good stuff's here. Yay. Um, that I know so many of us need. And so I will be launching a community very soon on this new platform called Mighty Networks. So if you are not on my email list, I advise you to get on it. You can go to my website, coachshowjoy.com, enter your name, your email. And when you do, you'll get five freebies. One of them is a PDF called I Wish Six Things I Wish I Would Have Been Told After I Was Diagnosed with Hashimoto's and Hypothyroidism. And then my five-day video series for greater peace and higher energy. And without further ado, let's bring on my guest and colleague and friend, Stephanie Nelson. Here she comes. Yay. Hello, hello. Let me try to adjust this a little bit. Yeah. Oh, that is try- better. Oh, so I'm like, what does my makeup even look like? <laughs> <laughs> you 
<laughs> I know you've had a really busy morning. So thank you so much for being here with me. And like, I can't wait. I am not, not like a shopper. So, oh God, we don't want that one. <laughs> oh, what's oh that? wow. That's fun. <laughs> um, so yeah, I got the pumpkin one on. So there we go. You're good. You look gorgeous. Thank you. So do you. Thank you. Yeah, so um, I didn't have a chance to get into any of our information yet. So why don't we start at um, the basics? Um, actually, you've been a guest on my podcast. We've done a couple of podcasts before in the past, and they're all incredible. If you guys want to see them, you can go to my YouTube page. We've done um, Cheese Crack, Why You're Addicted to Cheese. We no. did the one on dental health, what they're not the truth what they're not telling you about dental health mm -hmm. um so good so you guys gotta go check our other podcasts out so why don't you start at the beginning for all of our new followers and share um how how you became an anxiety coach yeah so i became an anxiety coach because there's a couple different parts of the story so i at one point was struggling really bad with my anxiety and to the point where I went to the emergency room because I literally thought that there was something physically wrong with me. I thought I was having a heart attack or something. I didn't know what was going on. So I went to the emergency room and, you know, the whole thing where like, oh, there's nothing wrong with you. You know, um, here's some Xanax and some list of therapists. And they sent me on my way. And while that information was helpful because then I knew exactly what I was dealing with the medications and all of that didn't actually help so instead of getting better I ended up getting worse and to the point where I felt like I had no other choice but to go on a daily medication not just an as needed anxiety medication so I did that and of course things did not really get that much better and then I went on my own journey of figuring out, you know, what is the root of this anxiety and what can I do to overcome it holistically and come off my medications? And that's exactly what I did. And for a while, really since college, I had had a passion for health and wellness. And it was, it was just that it was kind of like a hobby. Um, and then it, an opportunity came for me to actually pursue additional education to do the certified transformational nutrition coaching program and become a certified coach. And I took it and I chose to help those with anxiety because of my situation. And one of the most shocking things that I discovered in my own journey was how common it was for women to suffer with anxiety their entire lives and never be told that there are things that you can do holistically that can help you with your anxiety. So I was like, I got to tell people, like anybody mm -hmm. who, like, I want to be your coach. I want to help you through this because, you know, from personal experience, I know how awful that anxiety is. So that is my story in a nutshell. Actually, I I want to speak more to the ER aspect of it because I have met a lot of women who have had a very almost like exact situation where they're like something really was wrong with my body. It was very, very scary and I didn't know what it was and I went to the ER and they told me it was just anxiety. So what kind of like physical things were you feeling and like that put you to that place in your mind where like, I need to go to the ER. I was basically having a panic attack is what was happening. So I couldn't, couldn't sleep for a couple of days. <clears throat> so I got to the point where I was trying to fall asleep that night. I mean, I was obviously exhausted, but I couldn't sleep. So whenever, whenever I would go to fall asleep, it was like something inside my body jolted me awake. So it was it was that coupled with exhaustion, coupled with um, frustration, and you know I felt really tight mm -hmm. in my chest. Could feel it in my throat. I could feel it, just like if you've ever started to hyperventilate, that's kind of what a panic attack is. Just 
a, just more severe. So that's kind of what I started feeling, you know, sweating, feeling like um, flush in my face, and just really not like knowing what was going on. Um, so yeah, to answer. Mm -hmm. Did you have like the heart palpitations? And yeah, like your heart was, was it even like skipping beats? Or did it just feel like it was beating really fast? I honestly don't. <clears throat> Okay. Yeah, because in, in <clears throat> I like describing the symptoms because this is what a lot of women go to the hospital for because they have these things and they're like, well, what is this? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm still getting my cold. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, so it's really important to say like the hyperventilation, um, heart palpitations, like I used to get the skipping of beats. And it was all very much heart related for me too. Like I felt sharp pains in my heart and um, that put me into even more panic with the fear thoughts of like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with my heart? You know, and the exactly. whole heart attack thoughts are really scary. Yeah, I think that definitely just what like I know we know about anxiety too, <clears throat> that our thoughts fuel it. Mm -hmm. so that was part of it as well is these symptoms and... I'm like, what the hell is going on? It's like so scary. And, and then you kind of, you kind of freak yourself out and psych yourself out because you don't know what's going on. And that just makes it that much worse. Yeah. It escalates it to like Mach 9,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so after you became a certified transformational nutrition coach and you started realizing like all these women are suffering from anxiety, but no one's really helping them. They're just medicating them. <clears throat> what, um, what did you start figuring out was the cause of anxiety or what do you feel like are some, some factors or causes of anxiety? Yeah, there are, there are so many. <clears throat> um, one of the, um, so um, poor, like poor sleep schedule, poor mindset, um, blood sugar imbalance, can create anxiety-like symptoms. Brain issues can contribute to anxiety symptoms. Um, a lack of purpose, and I talked about this in my stories yesterday, a lack of purpose can manifest into anxiety. Um, what are some of the other things? Did I say sleep? Like, yeah. um, did I say that? Yeah, um, your gut health, so an imbalanced gut can be a cause trauma is obviously a very big cause um and anything that's going to get your nervous system over overtaxed and overworked so and when you are overtaxed or overstressed or you're going through a long period of time you're stressing your body out then you're getting into more of like the mineral and the vitamin deficiencies that are going to make it harder for your body to function properly and then that can contribute to panic attacks and anxiety attacks and um, feelings of doom and things like that. Just like we know if you have, if you're experiencing copper dumping or if you have a copper imbalance, which I haven't come across, I don't think I've come across a one yet doing the HTMA that hasn't shown signs of a copper imbalance. Yeah. Copper dumping or in, or those imbalanced symptoms can like some of the symptoms are anxiety, panic attacks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so there are so many different things. It's never <clears throat> one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tell me more about the purpose one. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So not having, like, we all want to have a sense of like, why are we here? Like, why, like, what is my purpose? Like, like, what am I supposed to be doing? Like, how am I like supposed to be fulfilling my like there's other words I'm trying to find, but other than purpose, but what am like I like your path? Yeah, your path. Like what am I like what am I here for? And when we don't have that, if we're just kind of going or you know, through the motions of our routine, especially what I find when you're struggling with anxiety, you don't have the mental capacity to even be open to the idea of like what's your purpose or taking that action to do something that is something that you would enjoy or you are passionate about passion. I was thinking of, and 
it can it can manifest as a lot of these anxious and worrisome feelings and thoughts. So like like that makes sense. What am I like what am I doing? Like what's my purpose? Like and if anybody has experienced that or experienced that, I would love to know in the chat as well. Yeah, I mean I actually um I felt that. I mm-hmm. felt that myself many times when I was it probably started like five years into my illness. I I remember I would kind of just sit and cry on the edge of my bed and literally like ask God that like mm-hmm. what am I here for? Like obviously I'm a mom. Mm-hmm. I'm a ho- I'm a home, you know, housekeeper, but like what am I for? What's my purpose? And it was like a frustrating feeling, you know, and like you just feel lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's part of the spiritual health. That's a, yeah. that um, is having a purpose and feeling like you're, you're making a difference in the world. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But um, like, um, let's bring it back to one of the other ones that you and I both know are really big issues with the um with the the depl- the nutrient depletions um you and i both uh offer the hair tissue mineral analysis to our clientele and we study and we see the results all the time and um what are some things that you're seeing like you said the copper dumping and the bioavailable copper but what are some other things you're seeing in regards to like anxiety and yeah so Obviously, with anxiety, there are adrenal issues. So whether you're newer to be stressed or whether it's something where you're, you know, you have chronic anxiety, you're what I'm seeing is a couple different things is depending on the stage of stress that you're in, is that either your magnesium and calcium are your body's burning through it i think i might have these i might have these like backwards so you have to correct me if i have them backwards so when you're in the first stages your i think it's the other way i think it's the other way your calcium and your magnesium are going to be lower and then your body's burning through your sodium and your potassium so those are much higher above where they're supposed to be at on the test and it's because when you're when you're under a lot of stress, you're burning through your adrenals are burning through the potassium and the sodium and the magnesium. And then what happens is once you if you continue on that path, then you go to the next the exhaustion stage of um, adrenal issues, and you'll notice that the sodium and the potassium go below. So we call in the HTMA world we call that tanked, and we may the calcium and the magnesium go up because your body is trying to you from the stress that you are under. Um, Or we may see all of your minerals tanked and that means you're completely exhausted. And when you're exhausted, that can bring a lot of anxiety as well um, because you're probably not sleeping well either, Um, especially if you're burning through magnesium because if it's, if it's higher on the test, then that doesn't mean that you're that you're consuming too much or that your body has too much. What it's doing, it's pulling it out of the places where we need it and it's putting it in the places where you will feel a numbing effect. And that's not where we need it. It's just a defense mechanism that our body has. So again, with magnesium too, if you are deficient in magnesium, you are unable to handle stress as well as if you were completely full of magnesium and then when you don't have enough magnesium let's see if i said this right you yeah can't you are or like mm-hmm. when you don't have enough you can't handle stress and then when you're when you are stressed you're burning through more magnesium so it's like one of those things that yeah yeah that, yeah you explained all of that perfectly good job yeah Thanks. it was it's uh <laughs> You know, you and I, we try to scream the nutrient deficiency thing off, uh, you know, the rooftops every day and let everyone know that um, just basic sodium, Mm -hmm. sodium, literally salt, you guys, like a, like a decent salt, Celtic sea salt or a pink Himalayan or potassium, eating foods high in potassium, like, Mm 
sweet potatoes, bananas, mm-hmm. regular potatoes, with yeah, the skin. potatoes, organic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Drinking a, a all natural, pure coconut water that's high in potassium and instead of a Gatorade. Mm-hmm. You know these these uh these basic minerals that are never discussed are seriously such an underlying mm-hmm. factor to anxiety and I know for myself um I never went to the ER but my anxiety was crippling just you know similar to yours similar to everyone else's and when I started addressing the nutrients and my mindset at the same time and I want you to go into mindset next um it was like I unlocked my own prison and open the door and I haven't had anxiety since I mm-hmm. haven't had a panic attack in like six years mm-hmm. even around like things that would really trigger me before like the airport you know and places that were really scary to me yeah um, I've been able to manage and, and be okay and it's just such a relief and you know, so that's why I wanted to have you on today. So people know that there's so much more they can do for themselves beyond Xanax and the other meds. Oh, yeah. yeah, there, yeah, there are so many like just super basic things that you can do. Like a lot of people, and I didn't mention this before and I just forgot about it until now, is that caffeine, like yeah, caffeine can literally put your body in a state to have an anxiety or panic attack. <laughs> like that's what it does, but it's designed to. <laughs> So I've had so much success with clients and people who just take, cause I share it. Like if you go through my, my Instagram and you look at like the posts of my reels, I feel like at least 10% of them are all talking about caffeine. And when people actually take that advice and they implement it, they come back to me and they say, wow, like I had a lot less panic attacks this week because I wasn't drinking caffeine all day long. Um, so just like simple things like that. Um, but yeah, do you want to go into the mindset stuff? Yeah, but I got to talk to, I got to speak to the caffeine really fast because that was like, again, that was like my thing is like, I had no energy. So I caffeinated to survive the day, right? It was always my mindset. Like I got to just make it through this day. So I'm going to drink some energy drink. I'm going to have some coffee. I'm going to drink some more energy drink. I'm going to have some more coffee. Um, and it was like. I was just like, like buzzing. I felt like I was buzzing all day long, like pushing and shit. But, and it was like, no wonder I was a prisoner to my anxiety. And that was just proliferating the nutrient deficiencies, which just all of that combined, it gets you in your head and you're just like, oh, you know, you start building all these stories around why you can't do things because you're going to have a panic attack. Yep. Yeah. It sucks. (laughs) Yeah, so let's go into mindset because that's like, I feel like that's a massive aspect to it. Yeah, and I think it's something that, this was true for me, you don't, until you know, you don't know, you know? It's like, we walk around all day long, and whether you're realizing it or not, you have a lot of the same thoughts going on. And one of the things that I noticed and had to change is, well, first notice, like, what I'm actually, like, saying to myself in a, in a general sense and then in a very specific sense. <clears throat> and I noticed, like, I had a lot of issues with sleep. And I had anxiety around sleep because of the panic attacks that I had had because I couldn't sleep. Mm-hmm. And I find that anxiety about anxiety or anxiety about having a panic attack or cough. So I had to change my thought process because what I was what I was doing to myself was I was already projecting and predicting that I was going to have an anxiety attack or I was going to have trouble falling asleep just by what I was thinking because I was uh, my thought process was this oh man like I'm like what if I can't sleep like I feel like I feel so anxious like I can't fall asleep like oh my gosh like what if I have another panic attack like that is exactly what my thought process would be. So I had to reframe that with that and literally everything else. 
And a really easy way to do that, especially if you're like, you're so used to being so negative and, and so worrisome is to start a gratitude practice because it starts to, tra- it starts to train your brain to think in a positive way and also to start seeking out the things in your environment that you are grateful for, the things that are going well. Because whatever we focus on will be magnified. Whether in reality it's that big or not, it doesn't matter. If we're focusing all of our attention on it and all of our thoughts are being consumed by that one negative thing, that is that, that will be magnified. And then we will then in turn experience more of that. Because whatever we're thinking, it creates our reality. So one of the biggest things to help change those anxious thoughts and those, that constant worry that creates the anxiety is to start paying attention to your thoughts and writing them down is a great way to do that mm-hmm. and learn how to reframe that and change the way that your brain is wired to think in certain situations. So yeah, gratitude is a great beginner practice. And then it goes, I mean, it definitely goes deeper and deeper. And I still, this is still a practice that I have to do with certain things and go deeper and deeper in on, um, even to this day. So yeah, our mindset is, is huge with anxiety and, you know, everything else in life as well. And it's like, as you were talking, I was having like memories mm-hmm. of how I used to do the same thing. And so I actually... I named this the what if game. Oh, the what if game. I thought you were going to say something else. Yeah. (laughs) I named it the what if game. And I realized years, years later, years to realize like what you just saying that I should pay attention to my thoughts and start focusing on my thoughts. Cause that's not something we're taught. No, it didn't even like occur to me to like do it. Never. Yeah. We all just allow these thoughts to race through our mind day and night, night and day. And we have, it's like, we just don't even control it. It's like, we don't even notice it. And the majority of our thoughts, like you said, are the same day every day, but they're, they're negative. Mm -hmm. And when I learned that a negative thought is 70 times more powerful than a positive thought, Mm. I was like, damn, I got to pay attention to this. And like you said, what you think about, you create what you think about and focus on, you get. Mm-hmm. And that, that also applies to our physical body and our physical reactions. Mm-hmm. So like you said, if you're going to play the what if game, I used to do the same thing. Literally, I would say the same things to myself before I was going to bed. What if I don't sleep tonight? What if my stomach hurts tonight? You know, and it was like, not like I had some big day the next day, but it was still scary feeling. Yeah. What if I don't sleep? Then, you know, what if I then have, because I didn't sleep, like, what if I have an anxiety? What if I can't go into work tomorrow? Like, you know, all of these things. And it's just like, it's just the anxiety spiral. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that I learned, because I had, you know, like you, I had to study this in order to break free of my prison. One of the things... That, um, okay, so let me get back to the what if game. So once I started realizing I was doing this what if game in my head, I was like, well, why can't I just flip it? Mm. And why can't I just, like you said, reframe it and change it to what if I get great sleep tonight? Mm. Mm -hmm. What if I sleep amazingly tonight? And what if I have a fantastic day tomorrow because I sleep so great tonight? Mm Hmm. You know, and like, when you just simply change those what ifs, you can still play the what if game with yourself if you want to just switch it to a positive what if. It's amazing the physical like the actual how you go from that dread feeling in your chest mm-hmm. to like, free, like you feel lighter and happier. Yeah. You're just like, wow. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. very, very significant. Yeah. Yeah. But, and that happens with like, when you do gratitude, like true gratitude you feel, you feel the sense of like peace and it produces the feel good hormones in your body when you're, you're truly grateful. About. Yes, you're so right. That is, it's like 
So, okay, so, so for example, something they could do, right? So imagine you get in bed and you're having the, like, like you said, like we said, the what if, like, psychotic what if scary thoughts, right? I call them the negative looping thoughts. Mm -hmm. If if they started to do what you're saying and just start counting their blessings. Mm -hmm. So isn't that called a pattern interrupt as well? It may be. Because they're like stopping the what if looping and they're going into gratitude and it's like pulling the e-brake. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like you're refocusing on things you're grateful for, which make you calm down. Your adrenals stop releasing all the scary things and you can actually soothe yourself to sleep. But one of the things that I learned that has stuck with me all these years I don't know if you ever tried this. Did you ever take melatonin? Mm. Okay. One of the things I tried when I would get stuck in the like, what if game and I couldn't go to bed was I would take melatonin. I take like a three milligram or something. And on, I'll never forget. I was reading this book that said, when you go into fight or flight from anxiety, it, it, those hormones, the like adrenaline and everything, they block the melatonin that your brain releases at nighttime. Like it overrides it, not blocks it, like overrides it. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense, actually. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And so if you've ever laid awake having a panic attack or like worrying, you never feel tired. Right? Yeah. 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 And I was like, oh. It's that, it that internal like defense mechanism that the fight or flight is because mm -hmm. if to get somewhere or fight for survival you don't need melatonin you need the chemicals that are going to wake you up and make you alert mm -hmm. yeah 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 totally crazy huh and so um it's like just once you understand these little things mm -hmm. it empowers you so much to be able to counter it and um I'm, i want to say one other thing then i want to ask you tips um, tips for controlling anxiety. Um, the one other thing that was really empowering was I learned that a panic attack is only 90 seconds. And if you can make it through that 90 seconds, that makes you feel like you're going to die. You're mm -hmm. not going to die, mm -hmm. but you'll actually come out on the other side and you'll start calming down and feeling better. That was a huge relief as well. I'm like, okay, I know this only lasts 90 seconds and I'll be okay. Yeah, and, and I last longer to try to fight it. Yeah. Mm hmm All right, so let's go into some awesome tips on how to deal with anxiety. Okay. So one, I'm just going to give some of, like, the, the quick and easy ones that I always share. And one of those, and was my favorite, the first thing that I tried to implement to control the anxiety and panic attacks was Mel Robbins' five-second rule. And the way that it works is, and if you want to, you can YouTube Mel Robbins to see how she created this and why. I'm not going to get into that. But the way that it works is you count backwards from five to one. So five, four, three, two, one. And then what I teach is to state either in your head or out loud, I am safe. Because at the core, your fight or flight is activated because on some level, your your body thinks that it's unsafe. So to say I'm safe, to kind of affirm and tell your nervous system that you're safe, you don't need to be turned on. In the five, four, three, two, one, that is a pattern interrupt for sure. And it can help to rewire if you normally are in. So typically, what I find is that you have your own typical cycle of anxiety. So what happens when you do the five, four, three, two, one is it breaks that up. So every single time that you are in your worry cycle, especially if it's around something specifically, if you're triggered by something, or if it's when you're going to sleep or when you're about to make a presentation or when you're driving or going to the grocery store, and you have this, this ingrained response of anxiety and panic that, that gets 
wired again and again and again and reinforced again and again and again every single time that you do that. So you need to break that up. So the five, four, three, two, one technique, the five second rule will break that up. So the great thing about it that I love is you can do it anywhere. You can do it in your head. Five, four, three, two, one. I am safe. Five, four, three, two, one. I am safe. And that helps to kind of break up that cycle. So that is one, one that I love. Um, and I'll use it if I'm feeling stressed or like overwhelmed about something. Like I will, will use that um, because I think it's just, it's just so, it's just so powerful when you make it a habit to do that instead of continuing in the anxiety spiral when you find yourself in one. Um, and then a second one, like I've already shared, the gratitude to help, to help to start to change your mindset. If this is something that's very new to you, um, I will add another one to that. What you can do is if you've never really paid attention to your thoughts is to start writing them down. Especially when you are feeling that tense, that tenseness, that anxiety, um, before you get into like a full blown panic attack is to actually write down the thoughts that are in your head. And then you can go and kind of rewire. There's so many different things that you can do. You can rewrite them into something that instead of what you don't want, because I'm positive that what you are telling yourself is something that you don't actually want to happen. So using that and changing it to what you do want to happen is one way. Um, oh God, the second way is like just went out of my head. Um, well, I love that first one. First of all, like the I'm safe. I've never thought to use those words, but mm -hmm. that is, it's so true. You know, like anxiety is not feeling safe. And it's like, well, how can we not feel safe going to bed? Kind of seems silly, but it is so true. And I almost envision like hugging yourself mm -hmm. too. Like if you need to, like five, mm -hmm. four, three, two, one, I'm safe. I'm safe. And just like really loving on yourself in that moment. Yeah. Uh, if I think about that other part of the, the thought thing, I'll share it, but <laughs> it went oh, yes. So um, you said three so far. So the five, four, three, two, one, I'm safe. Mm -hmm. um, gratitude. Um, the writing, the writing out your yeah. thoughts. Yeah. Start yeah. Paying, paying attention, writing down your thoughts. And it's when you start doing that alone, you're like, oh my gosh, am I really thinking this? Like, why am I thinking this? This is not, like you said, it's not what I want. What the heck? Yeah. Um, and then what's another one? Again, we talked about caffeine. I would strongly oh, yeah. recommend who are drinking or consuming caffeine, like tons of it, um, in any way, shape, or form. So energy drinks, soda, coffee, lattes, even if you're like someone who's consuming a lot of like chocolate, because if you consume enough chocolate, and especially if it's like the higher, um, higher purity, like the 70% or higher, you could potentially be consuming a lot of caffeine from those sources as well. And you're struggling with daily anxiety, start cutting that out. Um, I have tons of stuff on my Instagram about ways to do that. So you can just go find that there. Um, but yeah, that's definitely something that I would recommend. Um, uh, fifth thing, I think we're on number five, is to really optimize. And you can do your gratitude at nighttime to help with sleep. Also, what I find that people do is they are bombarding their bombarding their bodies and their eyes with blue light late at night. And this was me. And I didn't realize the negative effect that it had on my sleep. Mm -hmm. So either getting blue light blockers or taking at least an hour before you go to bed to not watch any TV or be on any devices, especially if you don't have a blue light filter. Um, because back to the melatonin thing, mm -hmm. it, every hour of blue light that you, that you expose yourself to after dark will suppress the body's ability to... Um, Sorry, I've been up like since really early this morning to produce <laughs> produce melatonin. Produce melatonin for thirty minutes. So for every hour, you're getting you're losing thirty minutes of melatonin production. 
So that's quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, and our skin is also, we have, we have receptors on our skin for light as well. So I try to keep the lights as dim as possible, like in the evening to avoid even the light from any of that and making sure that the room is completely dark at night. Yes. Um, Sean Stevenson's book, what was it? Sleep Smarter? Yep. Oh, I mean, talk about like amazing ways to mm -hmm. like change your environment to induce like proper sleep. Yes. Mm -hmm. I learned that from him that are like what you just said, the skin, I had no idea. And so I started looking around my room one night and I noticed that when my TV was off, there was like this little light. And even though it was so small, it was so bright, mm -hmm. you know, and like my laptop would put off a little light and like all these little lights all over my room. And, and so I started putting black electrical tape over everything. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing how much darker it made my room. And I actually did sleep better. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. hate rooms. I hate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so those are great, all really great, um, all really great tips. So it was, let's see if I can remember them all. Um, I'm like, number one. <laughs> the five-second rule. Oh, yeah, five-second rule, five, four, three, two, one, I'm safe. Mm -hmm. Number two, write down your thoughts, be aware of what you're thinking so that you can change them. Number three, uh, gratitude practice. Start. Don't just say you're going to start. Start a legit gratitude practice. And um, I like, I now I just like go off. It just pours out of me. But when I, when I started this, it was like, okay, I said like, I'm going to say 10 things I'm thankful for. You know, so if you have to start with like something specific, do that. Then it was caffeine. Oh, so we talked about coffee and chocolate. But one of the things that I'm noticing people aren't paying attention to, attention to that are also highly caffeinated is tea. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Talking about like, like your black tea. Yeah. They think they're drinking their tea and it's all like healthy and good for them. But I'm like, is it full of caffeine? Yeah, definitely. I think that there are good, really good benefits to drinking things like green tea, like especially for anxiety because it's got that L-theanine in it. However, depending on where you're at and how much you're drinking, that could still be too much for your nervous system right now. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. some of them are really strong. And, and on the Yeah. Go ahead. What you reminded me of when you said that was I had somebody once who was having a hard time sleeping and, and anxiety and all that. And she was doing her workouts in the evening and she was taking a pre-workout, a double scoop, which gave her 200 milligrams of caffeine. So you got to watch out for stuff like that too, because yeah. they're caffeine. Those pre-workouts. That is such a good point. Cause I know so many women that go to the gym after work and then they just douse themselves in caffeine. And so. Which is not even if you're If you're actually focusing in on sleep, you won't need like that boost. Like once you start your workout, like it should give you enough energy where you like, I'd, I've never understood the pre-workout for people other than those who are maybe professional athletes. Like, I just don't think it's necessary. I agree. And honestly, like in my opinion, I eat a banana because it's like pure energy. Yeah. 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 I think it's like a, a marketing market, just like with, with anything else, like in our, in the food industry like it's outside of weightlifters powerlifters like someone who's teaching classes like all day long like I just don't I really don't see the the need in it yeah because all There's, it's doing like you don't you don't need it yeah. <laughs> like if you have need to work out there's bigger problems that you need to work on amen if you need caffeine to work out that means you have prolonged cr or chronic fatigue Mm -hmm. which means that you probably have adrenal problems, which means you probably have thyroid problems, which means you probably have mineral depletions. And there is a way bigger problem going in, you know, underneath all of that. Um, that exercise that you're doing anyway, because it's too much for your adrenals. 
Yeah, exactly. So. You're, you're pushing yourself too hard. You're overexerting it. I remember this um, acupuncturist I went to. I love Chinese medicine. And the way she explained it to me, because I was still living on caffeine back then, is she was like, when you drink caffeine, you're going into a negative energy. Like you're going into an energy deficiency. It's a negative. You're, you're drawing from neg- negative stores. That yeah, that shouldn't. It's kind of like a credit card almost. So we you know they when you use them properly, they're fine. But but yeah, it's kind of like the same idea. Like you're you're using something that you don't actually have. Yeah, and when I heard her say it to me that way, I was like, "Wow, that's interesting." Yeah. yeah so watch out for your pre workouts. Um, I mean. 200 milligrams of caffeine like what even if it's four or five hours before bed I think I read I think I read that it takes eight to 12 hours for a body just to process like 15 milligrams of caffeine um it's like five to 12 hours for your body to remove half the caffeine that you consumed and that's only half Half. Yeah. yeah the half-life of metabolism yeah so then again it's like no wonder you know it's like then you're gonna put yourself into the anxiety of like i'm not tired i can't sleep oh crap i'm gonna be tired tomorrow and like that vicious cycle back yeah yeah i don't know europeans like drink coffee at dinner that's <laughs> <laughs> like a thing over there like they like drink, like you know um espresso in the evenings Oh my gosh, I would be up until like two in the morning. Yeah, I don't know. Are they just like, just way more uh, relaxed than we are? So it doesn't doesn't affect them? Okay, let's be honest. We've heard a lot of really positive things about the food system from Europe. And what do you bet their coffee, their espresso is a lot cleaner than ours? Oh, it's, you know what I mean? It's probably not full of mold and all this junk and all the pesticides and herbicides. So they, maybe theirs just doesn't affect their bodies like our crappy caffeine does here i mean i, I, mean, I could drink my lot my mushroom um like or my four sigmatic mushroom coffee at night and i wouldn't be able to sleep <laughs> and that's, that's... <laughs> yeah Strange. yeah and most most people are it's very normal for people to be very sensitive to it every now and then i'll find some of that like processes it and like they're like yeah i could drink an energy drink and go to bed i'm like wow that's yeah yeah like is that good or bad (laughs) i feel like it's bad because we know those things are so bad for you so if it's not having an effect on you then in in the in the energy way it's having an effect on you in other ways that you're going to pay for at some point Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. amen um so thank you for sharing all of that with us very very valuable tips um that i highly encourage everyone to actually try not just sit here listen and then say oh that's a good idea i should try that like literally start pick one start with one try it implement it because anxiety it's it's terrible like we know how you feel so try to implement some of these tools if you really are struggling and let us know you can email or dm one of us or comment on this uh on this live in the future and let us know if it's something yeah. or um, yeah. yeah, any way you want to contact us. So why don't you let everyone know? Oh, sorry, I was about to sneeze. Um, <laughs> where, where they could find you. Do you have any freebies to offer? So you can find me on Instagram at stephanie.nelson.ctnc. Um, and my website, which I would, if you have questions about working with me or anything like that, I would recommend just reaching out to me um, on Instagram. But if you want to check out my website, it's stephanienelsonctnc.com. And if you go on my website and sign up for my newsletter, you will get a free resource called the Fear Less, Live More resource. And that's one of those tools that will help you with those 
fear-based thoughts. And when you are experiencing anxiety, it will help walk you through um, how to deal with that. It's one way to deal with it. So it's a really great resource. And then of course, on my Instagram, there's tons of information on there. If you follow my stories, there'll be information there too. So yeah. Yeah, she's always dropping like so many things on her reels. So yeah, definitely follow her. And if anxiety is just like absolutely caving in your life and imprisoning you, DM her, talk to her about her programs. She's a wonderful coach. She's helped a lot of women already. Um, Definitely reach out to her. So thanks again for being here. Always a pleasure. For having me on. This is fun as always. Yes. Yes. My love. All right. Well, I will let you go. Have a great rest of your day. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye, everyone. I mean, wow. Wasn't that episode so good, you guys? Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And if you haven't already, please go and subscribe. This way you can leave me your thoughts about this episode in the comments section or what your favorite takeaway was. And guess what? If you're using the Spotify app, you can send me a voice message too. That would seriously make my day. If you'd like to see this episode live, you can catch the replay on my YouTube page, which is Coach Show Joy. And if you haven't already, come hang out with me on Instagram. You can see all my latest stories, program drops, and educational reels. My IG handle is at coach.sarah.joy. But wait, before you go, I want to invite any women who are battling a thyroid condition to join me in an episode to share your thyroid journey. After all, this podcast is for us to share your unique thyroid stories with each other in order to combat the feelings of isolation, anxiety, and loneliness that we all experience with thyroid illnesses. So if you're feeling called, please DM me on Instagram or email me at Coach Sarah Joy number one at gmail.com. And I will also post that in the show notes below. Thanks again, you guys. And I'm sending you all so much healing, love, and light. Take care.